I just really started to become intentional about recognizing like I had all of these like really powerful and, and um, valuable, like I did all this belief work and, and mindset work and these things that I think are incredibly important, but there was a component that was, that was like missing for me. And it was really about my relationship with my body and what was being like the trauma that was actually stored, the stress that was stored in my system, in my body, the fear that was stored in my system, in my body. And it was um, me kind of coming to recognize that the disconnect and disassociation that Mm -hmm. I was not only living in, but living in like, well, like doing a, like, like presenting, right. It's almost like a different way. My perfectionism, right. Had yeah. kind of evolved is that like, I, I could make it look like what was happening. Wasn't actually happening. What's up you beautiful beasts. I'm Katie. I'm on a mission to help humans become the best possible versions of themselves and to strive for overall health, mental health, emotional health, physical health, all of the healths without ever having to step on a scale. I have had the privilege to talk to all kinds of different humans who've been through a plethora of experiences just being a human and existing. I believe that every single time somebody shares their story, at least one person listening will learn from it, be inspired by it, and maybe, just maybe, even change the entire direction of their life. These are the stories of humans unveiling their beautiful beast. Keep listening. This is the Unveiling the Beast podcast. What up, beasts? Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm hanging out with Michelle Moore. She is my friend, one of my mentors, and I like to think of her as my unicorn because she's kind of magical. We had a really good conversation about... Um, noticing without judging, the relationship with our bodies, and so much more. It was so juicy, so rich, and I highly recommend sticking around. So, as always, I hope something lands with you today. I hope something you hear tugs on your heartstrings and or I hope you laugh. I used to be terrified of hitting record. Recording in progress. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I can edit these. (laughs) You know? Yep. I was literally just talking to people inside of Content Creation Club about that. I was like, you have to give, we have to give ourselves permission to just do the thing and be okay with like, well, shit, I don't really know what to say here. And I guess I'm a little bit rambling or why did I tell that story? Like we, we just want to create space and allow that because that's actually the I have come to appreciate that as a beautiful moments but certainly thought that at the beginning I had to only record when the most perfect flawless brilliant things are coming out of my mouth yeah now sometimes (laughs) I'll just I'll hit record and then I'll just be like (laughs) like I don't care anymore sometimes I care but I mean I'm I'm a really good editor, so <laughs> yeah, that's huge. I like yeah. that. I'd be curious about like what you think got you there, like to that place of not caring, just doing it anymore. all the time. 
Yeah. Yeah. Doing it, even though I was like pissing my pants before hitting record (laughs) almost every time. So, Mm -hmm. and also I think it's because like all of this that I'm doing now was put on hold for three years. And at the end of that three years, I'm like, fuck, I'm just ready to go. Let's go. Let's just go. Come on. Mm. You know? Put on hold because of life or COVID or? All of the above. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, um, when we were going back and forth through email the other day, um, I told you I listened to our, our last episode. It made me cry because it was the week before my entire world changed. Like it was the week before my husband and I started split shifts and like we didn't we saw each other for five minutes a day for like a year and a half. So I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is like we don't even know what's about to hit us. And so, you know, gave myself a little cry session in the car. Mm. Yeah. In terms of like like more celebration or grieving, like what do you think the emotions were connected to? Probably a little of both. Um, It was a very rough three years. I've been talking about it a lot on my my episodes and just with people how like I was exhausted. (laughs) I didn't get enough sleep, you know, and the celebration part would be I got myself out of it, you know, because I'm like, this is not a healthy place for me to be anymore so (laughs) you know yeah yeah what was that process like like the getting yourself out of it um well it was it was a little scary because um I got attached to the income from that job so I think, you know, just just so the listener knows what the hell I'm talking about. Um I there was people listening. Yeah, right now. <laughs> <laughs> um I kind of just got thrown into that position cuz in 2020 nobody knew if we'd have a job or not and right. here's this thing saying you have this job right here. So I grabbed onto it. And then I didn't let go of it for like three years. I got I got moved up in the company. I got a management position. I barely saw my family. And yeah, I just, it started fucking with my health, mental health, physical health, my soul. Um, and my husband, who also works there, pulled me outside once I was like in the middle of an anxiety attack and he's like if you need to give your notice you should give your notice we'll be fine because in Mm -hmm. my head it would be if I quit we'll be broke in which looking at it from the outside that's not the case at all so yeah Mm -hmm. here I am (laughs) did you put your notice in like in that moment Um, I waited until, so I decided I would stay another month. And then when there was three weeks left, I gave him a three week notice. Mm. Yeah. So. Was that like after you had made that decision and you had already connected with your husband, was it 
like, oh, okay, like this is now just like this is easy. Like this is just something like now it's just something I'm gonna do. Like I'm gonna go to the grocery store, I'm gonna do this thing. Or was it still like whether it was actually physically or emotionally or mentally, like was it still hard for you? Like you mean, were those attachments um, still there? The last three weeks of the work. At, mm -hmm. And like uh, the and the process even of just putting in your in your notice. Um it was like relief. I was definitely a different person my last three weeks at work and everybody could could see it. Um, but what I was doing, I was following the signs. So a week before ECCP, they did a bunch of layoffs. And, you know, I totally get layoffs. People are getting laid off. I get it. But they left me alone in my department. <laughs> I had a crew of four of three other guys. They got rid of those guys, left me by myself. And that's when I checked out. Because I had already mm. been stressed out in that position anyway. But then yeah. they were like, you're going to do this at least two-person job by yourself. I'm like, the fuck I am. Yeah. Yeah. So I checked out and I'm like, this is a week before ECCP. Okay, I'm getting my my coaching groove going again. And I don't know, I just, I followed the signs. I'm like, I, my, I'm done here. I'm done here. That's I'm so supposed cool. to do bigger things. Mm. Like have a rad podcast and talk to Michelle Moore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah. That's really cool. I ask because there's been so many times just, I mean, I think I imagine it's relatable to at least one person out there, uh, but maybe it is just relatable to me. But I think there's so many times that we decide something. I know I'll, I'll own my experience. There's been so many times that I know a truth, right? Especially when it comes to my like health or my um, mental, physical, emotional health, like where I know something, mm -hmm. but because, you know, of the attachments, whether they are financial or identity, even if they're not real, right? Like I heard you say that you were like, oh my gosh, we're going to be broke when like the reality of the situation, that wasn't the case. But I definitely, like I, that's one particular that I can definitely connect to that fear that is just like, even though we know something's true, like that space of there into action for me personally has been like, that's been a really uh, sticky point for me mm -hmm. at various times in my journey. Cause there's so just cause there's just been an incredible amount of fear. So I appreciate you sharing. Cause I was just curious for you because I know not everybody's that way. Right. Some people are like, Nope, I got it. I see the signs. Like I'm good. Done. Move. And yeah. other people, I think, sit in limbo longer. Yeah. yeah. And I had he not pulled me outside and said, we'll be okay, I probably would still be there. Because <laughs> mm. sometimes, um, I was talking about this with someone the other day, sometimes we just need to like pull ourselves out of it and look at it from the outside and say, okay, what's going on and where can I change something mm -hmm. in order to fix this what feels like a forever thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, or even like something like we can't get out of, you know what I mean? Like, which, and I only say that because to me that is similar to forever thing, but like mm -hmm. sometimes I have felt like caught up in something that I just am like, I don't know how to 
like, I don't know how to stop this, but I think what I'm hearing and what you're saying is that like having that, whether it's another person, an outside perspective, somebody to help us kind of pull back and give a bigger 360 view can help us see solutions that when we're like just being tossed around in the washing machine, it's Mm -hmm. just like, I don't really know. I just have to go to work and do this thing and then see my husband and my son for five minutes and then go to work and then do that. Like it just, it's hard to see the solution when we're inside of the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And then another thing I think is important is now that I'm out of it, instead of looking back at it with like all this hatred and and all that situation I was in, I look back and say, okay, what good came from that? So for instance, the income I was making bought us two cars. It filled up my gym with gym equipment, including the spin bike we talked about in the first episode. (laughs) Um, Like it got us all of the things that we needed that require large amounts of money. And like, so we're good. We know, we know how to be broke. We're not broke, but we know how to be broke because we've been broke. (laughs) That's right. Um, So yeah, just, just remembering to, to try to look back and pick out the good things that happened too. And to remind myself, it wasn't always like that when I worked there in the beginning, it was like family oriented. Like it was just, it was my, Oh, I don't want to say the name of the company anymore. Even though everyone knows I used to work for shit. (laughs) It was the shit family, you know? Um, Yeah. I think part of it too, for me, and I'd be curious if this, is true for you is also just recognizing that sometimes too, what we wanted five years ago, three years ago, 10 years ago, last year, six months ago, isn't the same. Yeah. Right. Like our things happen in life, whether it's, you know, health things that happen or birth of a baby or, graduation of a child right like things change where we start to look at like I don't I don't know that I want to do that anymore or live in that way or move from that place and this came up for me in in a, in a well it's come up for me in a lot of ways but specifically around like I, I used to drive so much of my like energy right around people pleasing and my attachment to um, my self-worth being inside of the work that I do. Right. Mm -hmm. And as I continued to heal that within my own self, there was a period of time that I was like, I don't want to do anything anymore. Right. Because the thing that had been driving like all my actions (laughs) was no longer a thing for me. Right. And so then also figuring out like, okay, well, if that's not true anymore, then what is it that I actually want to do? Or how do I want to feel in my work? Or, you know, just allowing any of those things to be able to evolve as we evolve. I also Mm -hmm. think for me anyway, has been really important. It's like giving myself permission to change and to appreciate that, hey, this thing served me for this period in time. And also, I don't, I don't want that or need that anymore, or it's not serving me anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I wanted to ask you too, like, what are some of the things that have changed for you in these last three, four years since, you know, the dreaded 2020? Um, Just because I've seen 
after listening to our first episode, I've seen so much change in the both of us, mm. like physically and just in um, our mannerisms, just like there's a calm, I think, to both of us. And I especially see it in you. So mm. how did that? What's what's the secret? yeah um i'm not sure that people actually want to know the answer to that um but i will tell you okay (laughs) um so thank you for that reflection um there's a lot and i probably won't even say everything that's true but i'll i'll speak from honesty what's present to me now you know one of the things that Uh, I had to really, and still am kind of coming to terms with is how much I have minimized um, the impact of a lot of experiences in my life. And Mm -hmm. 2020 and everything that kind of came from that being one of them, right? Because, you know, I had a home, I you know, we moved, we, we, we bought another home, right? I was able to feed myself. My wife did not lose her job. In fact, she had gotten promoted, uh, which was something that we didn't celebrate in 2020, because Mm -hmm. people were getting laid off. And, you know, a lot of great things weren't happening. Um, But business for me, and inside of the company that I, I work with, was busy. And so, um, I didn't really recognize until kind of, um, I think sometimes for me, I have to get to the other side to kind of look back and be like, Oh, that was a lot. Yeah. That was a lot for you. Um, I haven't actually really spoken about this um, kind of publicly. uh, But I think if I look back now, um, I don't know the clinical definition of things, but I think I was depressed. Um, at that time, I was definitely burnt out. Um, I was working myself in a way that wasn't healthy and wasn't sustainable. Um, and my particular system, like my internal system, um, it wasn't really safe for me to slow down in the way that we were being offered the opportunity to do mm-hmm. so in that time. Yeah. My particular system, I definitely, especially because, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I have such um, deep, deep patterning on it's how I perform and what I do and my work that determines my value, my self-worth, my self-esteem. And so if I'm not doing, it's hard for me to feel worthy, right? Or in order for me to be able to deserve rest, my old belief was that I had to have everything done. Like it was something that needed to be earned and not something that, um, not something that, I could just give, give myself. Um, and so 
I recognized, I remember being on the phone with uh, the coach I was working at the time and she would have me take breaths before we started coaching together. And I remember mm-hmm. one time um, hyperventilating, like having what would feel to me my experience of like the beginning of a panic attack because just mm-hmm. the idea of being able to take a deep breath was like so unfamiliar and so hard on my system and for so so long I just had had so many messages in my life that you know were like you're so intense you need to relax you need to slow down you need to this I don't know how you do everything you do and and there were these parts of me that certainly wanted that wanted that rest wanted that reprieve but I just didn't I didn't know that it wasn't safe in my system like in my physical being to do that And so it wasn't that point in time that I started to get really curious about the nervous system. Mm -hmm. Um, I started to get really curious about more somatic work, um, which is funny to me because if I look back at my history, like it's kind of always been there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you've had that experience where you're like, oh, I guess I have been sort of doing this thing like the whole entire time. Um, (laughs) um, But I just really started to become intentional about recognizing like I had all of these like really powerful and and, um, valuable, like I did all this belief work and, and mindset work and these things that I think are incredibly important. But there was a component that was that was like missing for me. And it was really about my relationship with my body and what was being like the trauma that was actually stored, the stress that was stored in my system, in my body, the fear that was stored in my system, in my body. And it was um, me kind of coming to recognize that the disconnect and disassociation that mm-hmm. I was not only living in, but living in like, well, like doing a, like, like presenting, right. It was almost like a different way. My perfectionism, right. Had yeah. kind of evolved is that like, I, I could make it look like what was happening wasn't actually happening. And so part of the process, and this is what I was saying a moment ago, it, that is not always something that people want to hear is that like, I had to get really, really honest about what was actually going on. Like I had to get really, really honest, kind of like what you were saying about like, let me get out of what's going on and let's look at what is happening. Yeah. Where are you sleeping? How are you sleeping? Like I would fall, the number of times that I went to bed, like I consciously lay down on the floor of my office to go to sleep and then like wake up and like immediately start working. Not eating. Like just not, and not like, oh, I forgot to eat because I'm so wrapped up and I had this dope conversation with this person. And I just got like, right. no, no, I'm like, I don't have time to eat, right? Like just more, um, I remember uh, somebody saying to me that I um, worked like a, somebody on the New York Stock Exchange. Mm. And I remember telling my wife that and having her be like, yeah, yeah. I can see that and sort of having that moment like you had with your husband of like, Oh, so that's probably, that's probably not good. Right? Yeah. Like, 
but also dealing with like the parts of me that were attached to everything that came that I believed came with it and some of the stuff that did come with it, right? Like some of the tangible things that did come with it. And then a lot of like the identity stuff and what I made it mean about me and, you know, all, all of that. And so there was um, the confrontation of like the truth of my situation and circumstances, the wrecking, like the reckoning, right. Of like, okay, am I, am, is this what I want to continue? And then if so, what needs to change? What actually does need to happen? Um, and what are going to be the things that are going to be supportive for me inside of making that change? And then getting the getting the support and learning more truly about my body, about the nervous system, about how to regulate my emotions, about the the things that have been minimized in my own internal system, and then going through the process of giving that attention and holding compassion for myself and making this body that I live inside of a safe, truly like a safe and welcoming space, not for you, um, but for me. Yeah. And that requires a lot of really honest, like, you know, self-reflection and then action from the truth of, of what you see. So my short answer would be, I've been very intentionally looking at and then reestablishing and nurturing my relationship with myself. Um, probably for the past year and a half, two years, mm -hmm. but I really hit like a 20, 2020, 2021. Like I was, physically going through a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, I came real close to having an autoimmune disease, had leaky gut syndrome. Everything I was eating was making me sick. Literally everything that I was eating. I went from being plant-based, you know, I was vegan mm -hmm. from the nineties, early two thousands, vegetarian in the mid nineties, vegan in the early two thousands until 20, 2020, I think it was. Uh, I brought meat back into my diet. Um, so there were like bit like major shifts in terms of like my health, like things were not, yeah. they were just not well. Yeah. Let, can I dig into that a little bit more? Because um, sure. I was just sitting the, here thinking I, you just said a lot, Michelle. <laughs> no, that's good. I'm loving all of this because um, the clients that, I want to work with are um, the ones who, you know, they've been chronic dieters their whole life um, and they've been programmed to not listen to their bodies. And so this piece of, um, I've been calling it mental training. <laughs> like I, I feel like the mental training is so much more important than the physical training. The physical training is good, but the mental part of it and, and getting rid of all of these um, programs, programming that tell you what to eat, when, how much to eat. And rather than just listening to what your body's telling you, it's like, that's a, that's a huge deal. And I feel like that's kind of what you're talking about right now. <laughs> totally. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, and I had actually, I didn't, I don't know that I was conscious of this the majority of the time that it was happening, but my like being plant-based, it wasn't something I, I, I would always tell people like, I'm not a preachy vegan. Like, I don't believe that this is the right like choice for every body. And I'd also been very like with anybody that wanted to talk to me, very open about the fact that I don't know that it would be the choice for my body for forever. Right. But I feel good. Like it just, and I kind of, I, I wasn't aware of this, but I kind of had my thing around it. Right. Like I feel good. I love it. Blah, 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 right. It's good. I enjoy yeah. it. And I'm not even like me. Blah. And, um, but then, and I had boundaries around it. Like it was something that I actually could be really proud of. It was a place that I felt like I was winning. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, I felt like I knew like I can eat that. I'm not going to eat that. And I would even tell people it's not that I can't, it's that I choose not to. Right. Like these are, I can yeah. eat whatever I want, but then, and I love food and I love the experience of eating. Like I enjoy sharing things and like, I, I, I enjoy eating. And I just started to recognize that whenever I was would go out, like I would go out to eat or Amanda and I would make dinner at the house. I would not feel well. Like I would get headaches, uh, sometimes like full-blown migraines where like I just had to go to bed or Mm -hmm. like stomach issues of some kind, bloating, just discomfort. Like I just would never, like I just stopped feeling good. And then it started to become something I got anxiety around. Like if Amanda was like, Hey, let's go stop at this food truck place. My whole body would just be like, I don't know what am I going to be able to eat? And it's like, like I would start to get yeah. this like stress, which I was consciously aware, right? Cause you know, when you do enough work, you know, like I'm aware of my thoughts and yet I can't stop them. Right. Like I'm on the runaway train and I'm aware, <laughs> right? Like, Oh, look, here we go. We're spiraling. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I couldn't stop it. And it, it, it and and honestly, Katie, at that time, because I was so busy, I remember talking to somebody in our community and she was like, okay, well, maybe play around with an elimination diet. This is before I ever got diagnosed with anything, right? Like maybe play around with an elimination diet. And the thought of even doing that, I was like, I do not, I, I do not have time for that. Right. Like that is like anybody who's done anything with any kind of food restriction, like that is a lot. So I was just like, I like basically telling her, um, I know I told you that I feel like shit and I called you for your help and advice, but what you're suggesting sounds like a lot of work. So no, I'm not going to do it. Just evidence to like my mindset at the (laughs) time. Right. Like I knew I was in pain, but it's like, do that thing. No. And then honestly, it was it was my birthday and Amanda and I had gone away. It must have been 2021 because it was right when restrictions started to open up. But you, like you could wear masks, like if you wore a mask, you could be in, in public spaces. And, right. and in 2021, we went this place for my birthday and she's amazing, um, my wife. And, and she had made sure that they had like good food choices and options and everything for me before, like before she booked this place. Um, But I just remember feeling like crap every day when I was there. And I was like, this, like this sucks. Like my body isn't well. 
And I came back home and I hired a health coach. This is a woman that I have actually coached for years. Mm-hmm. So she's somebody that I knew intimately. And I was like, listen, this is what's going on. I think I need some support. We did a bunch of, of different tests and found out that I had leaky gut syndrome. Mm-hmm. And so um, literally, like as somebody who is vegan, every nut, grains, oats, everything was basically my my uh, lay person's <laughs> definition of that disorder is basically like, hey, if you don't get this together, this is going to be an autoimmune disease soon. And also, um, we're going to believe that everything you're eating is toxic and treat it like it's a foreign like object that we need to destroy. So like everything was leaking into my system, yeah. my body was attacking it. And I finally asked myself a question, Katie, after all of these years of going to places, looking what the options were, and asking, what can I have from what is available? I stopped and I was like, what do I want? What do I want? Not like, here's these 10 things that you're allowed to eat, that you're okay to eat. Because once I found out about that, we had to redo our like pantry. I remember standing in the middle of my kitchen and just bursting into tears and calling my coach. I was like, I don't know. What am I supposed to eat? Like, I literally, yeah. like, like, what am I supposed to eat? And then when I asked my body, the first thing I, I told Amanda, I was like, I think I want some salmon. And then I don't know, Katie, that it was less than a week later, we were out on a walk. And I told uh, my wife, I was like, I think I want steak. Now we've been together, we got married in 2002. We've been together since 1999. That woman has never seen at that moment had never seen me eat steak. And she's worried, right? Because that's actually harder on your system to digest, right? And like, like, you've been plant based for a really long time. I don't and I was like, yeah, yeah, I hear you. I want steak. Like I just started to really tune in with like, what is my body saying that I want, not me telling my body what she's allowed or supposed to have. And I was not surprised intellectually, but also blown away by how different I felt in terms of like, oh, the problem, like she wasn't the, being my body wasn't the problem. I wasn't listening to what she Mm -hmm. was saying. And so of course she wasn't performing well because I actually wasn't giving her what she was desperately trying to tell me that she needed. So would you say that was the beginning of healing Mm -hmm. your relationship to yourself? Yeah. And to food? A hundred percent. Yeah. Just, I mean, just that simple question, right? Like, cause that shows up for me in so many places. It's like, I'm just so used to like, oh, well, what do you need? Okay. Well, I can find myself inside of what you need. Right. Versus let me separate myself from you. And let me really tune into my own experience. What do I need? What do I want? What feels good? What sounds good? And move toward that versus how do I make the best of the shitty work situation where I only see my husband and my son for five minutes a day, right? How do I hold back and be like, actually, what's the experience that I want to have 
And then how can I start to create that? But that was a big process of having to redevelop self-trust. You know, when I started to really think about my own self, my own body as like, like something's something separate from me, but in, in not in a disassociated checked out way, but like, okay, let me imagine like putting my body in front of me. Right. And then recognizing, Oh, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think I've actually been treating you really well, you know, yeah. like, and it, it does bring up emotion for me even now just to like, when I, when I have, when I take the time, I'm, to really like sit down and look at the pressure, the stress, the, the way it's so easy for me. And I hear this with so many specifically women. I'm confident that men do it as well. Just dismissals of like, ah, it's not that big of a deal. Right. Like, oh, I'm fine. You know, I shared with you before we started that I'm in it's, it's actually, I learned this yesterday at the doctor. It's not, my back is not injured, but my hips are. And it's creating a tremendous amount of back pain. I mean, <laughs> overall, though, honestly, I think it's just about like listening, like just recognize and recognizing, oh, it's the minimization that I was telling you about. It's like, oh, it's no big deal. It's fine. Like I'm like I was telling um, my wife this this morning. I said, you know, we are just so used to just like working through pain. You know, like you think about like a woman who has, um, if, you know, they have their cycle on a, on a monthly basis, like every month, like we're just like, oh, just, it's not a big deal. Like you just deal with it. You just go to work, yeah. your back hurts, go to work. You have cramps that are sometimes for some women, like put your hand on something steady and you can <laughs> breathe it out. Right. And we're yeah. just like, oh, well, let me just go to work. Yep. Yeah, I mean, my back is just like in constant continual pain, but like, it's not like blinding, sharp, jarring tears in my eyes pain. So like, I'm fine, right? It's like, I I just recognize, especially for me, I have such a high pain tolerance, which is that can show up in, I can be what a normal person would be like, wow, that's stressful. I'm like, I'm fine, right? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm good. And so to have that separation of being able to look at and be like, actually, this is a big, this is a big deal. And, yeah, and really own up to the places and not from a place of shame. It's not self shaming. I'm only have only done what I knew to do. Yeah. So I don't think that the majority of us are actually being like, consciously aware of this and intentionally self harming, like intentionally being like, fuck you, I'm not going to listen to you. But yeah. just recognizing that I think for a lot of us, we don't even trust our own intuition. We don't trust our own voice. And so when our body gives us those signals, we don't, we don't trust that that's real. We don't trust that that's true. We don't trust that it's okay. That will be okay if we yeah. actually listen to what our body is trying to communicate with us, especially when it goes against everything that like, for me, I had identified with. Yeah. Right. To be like, are you sure? Cause that sounds crazy. There's no way we want that thing. Yeah. I tell people that, um, our diets and not diet, like a diet, you go on just what we eat in general. It's right. a huge experiment. 
And it's worth taking the time to do that experiment with yourself because what works for you is not going to work for me necessarily. It could. I mean, we could be like, you know, soul sisters, but most likely what works for you isn't going to work for me and isn't going to work for the next person over there. So it's worth taking the time to do the experiment and just like even with junk food, um, Mm -hmm. I've been I've been really into intuitive eating and letting myself eat the damn cookie because if I don't yes. eat the cookie now, I'll eat a whole package of it later because I didn't allow myself the cookie. But eating the cookie and then being like, oh, okay, well, now my fucking stomach hurts. And this is why I probably – I don't like using the word shouldn't, but I probably shouldn't eat the cookie because it makes me feel like shit, not because – it's going to make me fat, which is the, right. the message that I got my whole life. Don't eat this because it'll make you fat. It's fattening. Yes. You know, bad for you. Bad, bad, bad. Good, bad. Mm. So, yeah. So relatable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's wild to me, although sometimes, and it's it's true even for me right, like right now, of just the way that I feel physically in terms of this situation and, and injury and everything that it's bringing up for me and just sitting with the, like the dis like the discomfort inside of that right like sitting with like I hear what's being said trying to figure out okay then like knowing that that's true what's the um what's the move then what's the action to take and then also being present with the other parts of me that are anxious inside of that right? Like that are, I don't really know, how's it going to work out? And what if we're not doing this thing? And what does this mean? And also, you know, I I just um, in full transparency, started crying probably, I don't know, 10 minutes even before we recorded this, because um, I had shared inside of a a group where I do some work that I was like, hey, I just want to be honest about where I'm at. This is what's going on with me. Um, I'm doing things, but I'm moving slowly and blah, blah, blah. And then they immediately were like, oh my gosh, rest, we got this, we'll help you. And I realized like just in that moment, I was like, oh, apparently that's that's something for me as well to be vulnerable enough to, I I actually need help, right? I, I can't do this by myself, right? This, whether it's this work, this thing, this project, right? I, I need support inside of this. And I think for a lot of people who struggle to trust that inner voice and to trust that like internal wisdom, that oftentimes comes with it, right? That like, well, I can't really let anybody else know. I can't admit that I need help figuring out what this looks like or figuring out what that experiment with food like mm-hmm. looks like we're just supposed to, you know, know the answers and and stick to the diet and have the plan in place. And then once we get there, it's supposed to stick for forever. And it's never, ever, ever supposed to change. And so there were definitely even inside of that, I'm like, oh my gosh, am I a failure? Right. Or am I a liar? Or am I a fraud? This thing, this way that I identified for so, yeah. so long is no longer true. Um, but it goes back to what we were saying at the very beginning, you know, which is, or if that even makes it in this conversation <laughs> with your mad editing skill, but it goes back to the permission to just check back in. Is this what I want still? 
is this where I want to go? And giving ourselves yeah. permission to hear what's being said and then let it be an experiment to step into it. And, and that word has been really helpful for me in just in this space of like, I don't have to know for sure and get it right. I can experiment with the steak. Turns out it's, I was like, this is fucking good. Also it's <laughs> overcooked. Uh, next time I want it this way, like, <laughs> just really recognizing like this actually tastes really, really good. Okay. I'm going to lean into that more. I did that once with uh, ice cream. I will forever remember the last time I ate like full dairy ice cream because out of and I had a long list. I think there was probably 30 to 50 items of things that I could not have from coffee to rosemary to I mean, just like spices, foods like it was wild. There's only two things now that um, are upsetting to my system. One of them is dairy, like cow's milk dairy, um, Mm -hmm. which is not a problem in countries other than the United States of America, just to put that out there. Um, Because I can eat dairy, cow milk. (laughs) Side note. (laughs) Side note. Yeah. Not sure the beliefs in this this podcast, but um, anyway, (laughs) that's that's been a thing for me. Um, And soy. But outside of that, I've been able to bring everything back into my system in moderation right? Like I can have cashews, but if I have too many, I know that I start to feel a certain way, but it Mm. brings me back to my body and I get to center around my experience. And I wanted ice cream and I wanted Katie like full, like hot scooped out from the little ice cream shop in a cone, ice cream. I was so excited. I was like, I'm eating this. I want it. Like I want this and I'm going to eat it and I'm going to enjoy it. I was so sick for two days, like hungover, like stuff coming out of everywhere it could come out of I was so unwell and not the same you didn't share those details with the cookie but just like (laughs) I don't like yeah I don't like how this feels so I am at choice and I know then like yeah I'm going to choose this experience that I desire over this experience that I don't desire, not because I can't have ice cream because ice cream's not good for me because ice cream's going to make me fat because ice cream, blah, 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 mm-hmm. but because of how I feel when I eat it. And I love vegetables and I feel good when I eat salmon, when I eat chicken, when I eat like beef Steak. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. Like it is just, and I'm open to the time that it won't be. And I, I think that that, that freedom, um, I mean, it's, there's just so much more ease in the places where there used to be so much restriction and tension and stress. And then there's an internal battle that's happening all the time. So even if we think we are presenting like an energy of calmness, to use the word you used earlier, there was mm. an internal like friction happening. And that's whether we articulate it or not, or anybody around us actually can articulate what they're feeling, it is felt. Yeah.
What up, beasts? I'm here to quickly interrupt the show with a shameless plug about my coaching services. How many of you are yo-yo dieters, meaning you've gone on and off diets and every time you gain the weight back, you blame yourself? How many of you have weight cycled most of your life, meaning your weight goes up and down and up and down and up and down and this is kind of like a normal thing for you? How many of you know exactly what to do to be healthy and at the same time you feel like something's missing because you just can't seem to do the things that are going to make you healthy? What if I told you that a lot of what we've been taught about what it takes to become healthy is actually bullshit? If you're interested in learning more about what it actually takes to transform not just your health but also your life, go to beautifulbeastwithin.com and click on the purple button that says book a free coaching call. I am a neurotransformational life coach, a personal trainer, and a fitness nutrition specialist. So if you fit the description above, I want to talk to you. And at your free session, you're not just going to be given information. I want to give you an experience. So beautifulbeastwithin.com, click on the purple button that says book my free session or whatever it says, book a free coaching appointment. It says something like that. And um, I'll see you over there. Back to the show. I feel too like this is a good segue into perfectionism because for me, it was my diet has to be perfect. I have to eat X amount of calories per day. I have to burn X amount of calories per day. And um, and if I didn't, it would be like a full-blown, I'm going to cry in my bed and call myself a piece of shit for three days. So um, my first break from that, that was actually when I got pregnant. I was teaching nine spin classes a week, and I was eating under 2,000 calories a day. That's like starvation at its best. And I was yeah, still, okay. yeah. I was still, I wasn't losing weight. Cause that's another thing. I don't, I don't weigh myself anymore. Cause the number on the scale has nothing to do with your health. But I, at that time I wasn't losing weight. I'm like, how is this possible? Um, but that's before I learned more about the body and how our bodies are like adaptation machines. It will adapt to the situation that you're putting it in. Kind of like our egos. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so when I found out I was pregnant, it was like the first sigh of relief. Cause I knew I can't be doing these behaviors while I'm growing a child in my uterus. So that was the first time I had to let go of a little perfectionism. And it gave me a lot of anxiety, but yeah, I don't know. It's a big mind shift. It's beautiful. You had somebody, um, you had somebody you were doing it for, mm-hmm. right? You had somebody to move through the anxiety for yeah a bigger responsibility mm-hmm. but that internal discomfort even like I, I think it's important at least what I heard and what you said and this is true for me and so for anybody that's listening that needs to hear this it even when you know things like that it doesn't mean that the change is easy so I was asking about it earlier with your job right it's off sometimes it is like oh I'm clear on this next day made the decision. Mm -hmm. Never thought about it again. But I think for most people, at least the ones that I've spoken to, and I know myself, 
it's like making this decision. And even if I take action on it, it's still like, oh, this is not comfortable. I'm uneasy. I know I'm going to like, I'm doing this. And also there are parts of me that don't love this, that aren't a fan of this, that are really scared of what it's going to mean if we're not, even when it's not working, right? That's the thing that's so wild, right? Like I was doing all the things too. I was doing everything right, right? I was doing all of the stuff, not getting the results, right? So clearly something, and I don't love to use the right and the wrong because I believe there's it's, it's, there's so many more extremes in that but like yeah. in that space I'm like no I'm doing all the right stuff right like you were consuming less calories than you were burning like you're doing the thing that's supposed to work right and like it's not working and then in that case it's like I don't know what to do for me except grind harder right because if I grind harder yeah. then maybe I can get ahead when in reality our at least this body was like, can you please slow down? Like, this is too much. This mm -hmm. doesn't feel good for us. If you actually slow down, you might notice that we're hurting or that we're sore and not in like, a, oh, that was a good workout. Oh, my shoulders are like, okay, I feel that. But like, ow. Yeah. But we just shake it off, right? Because it's fine. We're good. Yeah. I do this right? all the it's time. You know, we're good. Uh -huh. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I think for many people, and this is my experience, I have had to become like the child that I, I was nurturing, just like your yeah. son, right? I had to recognize like, oh, there is a part of me, I'm, I'm treating myself in the way that I was treated. And there is a part of me that never got nurtured that never got developed. And I, this is an opportunity for me to learn that, like learn that body. Just like I imagine is when somebody gets pregnant, right? Let me learn. Because even though, I mean, who knows how many people have been pregnant in the world and there's books and stories written about it. Every experience is different. Even yeah. with the same mother, I've heard that different babies are different, right? And like, you know, you, you have to tune into like, what does this kid need? Maybe it is for you to lay down. Maybe it is for you to, you know, teach nine spin classes a week, right? <laughs> like I, yeah. you know, but to really be able to listen inside of what's actually being desired versus the expectations of how we are supposed to perform in order to achieve the outcome that we want. And yeah. that's a, that's a challenging place. Um, especially for pe perfectionism. I mean, it comes up for me with weight. It comes up for me with the body mass index, which also if anybody who's listening who gives a shit about any of this, why that is even still a thing in this day and age is... Thank you. <laughs> it's like, shit. We all, and we all know, like we all, like does anyone not think that it's shit? Like that's the other part of Okay, um perfect thank you for i got that i got that message this this year the last time i went to the doctor that i was just shy of obese and i was like really okay yeah like because if i lost all the weight that you're telling me to lose i would my guess is be in the hospital that's just mm -hmm. my guess right yeah. that, that's just my guess is that that's what will be happening right now I just can't see the body that I have right now losing 30 to 40 pounds. Thanks though. Right. For the, for the, <laughs> um, 
for the test. Like you're healthy in all of these other ways, everything else, check, 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 except, and I mean, it's anyway, but that, that, that's real. And it brought stuff up for me. Like even this year with everything that I've done and grown through and everything I know to be true, it brought up like emotions around like, oh my gosh, I need to restrict my eating. I have to go back into the things that like, that I know are going to, you know, make it so that I can release this weight, even though none of it's healthy, none of it's what my body wanted, none of it was of any interest, it was just to conform to what a test that I don't even actually believe in or subscribe to. Yeah, yeah. it's a, uh, I had an experience with that when I was in my smallest body ever, unhealthily, um, working out three hours a day, and then going and waiting on tables for eight hours, <laughs> like movement, 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 not eating enough in a in a small body while being praised for being in the small body. Um, and I was still 163 pounds. I'm just built. I'm big. I have a lot of muscle. 163 is a lot to some ears, you know. Sure. Anyway, I was in this, I was in this, um, it was like I want to call it PE. It was like my last semester in college and we had to get so many credits for physical activity. I don't even remember. It was a long time ago. <laughs> um, but the lady took my measurements and my weight and all this and she goes, mm, your BMI is a little high. I'm like, like I, I just went in my car and I cried. I didn't know what else to do. And, um, it turns out for my height, I'm supposed to be around 114 to 145, I think. <laughs> and at 163 pounds, I looked sick. So I'm like, mm. you know, <laughs> I, yeah. What am I supposed to do? I, I mean, that's yeah. like, that's the, that's the, that's a very relatable like place to be inside of, of like, I like this, like, this is, this is my, like, this is my best air quotes, right? <laughs> this is yeah. my best. And I already like, and I think even in those moments, I, I won't own this for you, but for me, I knew what I was doing wasn't healthy, right? Like I knew that I was, I relate to that, like the waking up early in the morning, teaching a bunch of classes, I would take no dose back in the day and um, <laughs> little caffeine pills and uh, then work a double at the restaurant, right? Knowing, knowing that I was not treating myself in a way that was like, oh, this is healthy. And I say regularly, I, I for years, I worked out because I hated myself, not because I love myself. Yeah. I move my body now because I love my body. And I want to move her in ways that feel good. But at that time, I worked out because I hated her. And I needed to like discipline her and put her into whatever mm -hmm. shape or size, anything that that I needed her to be. And those moments with like the test, I remember the first time the, the memory that came up for me in the moment is being in school in middle school with like the school nurse where you had to get, you know, the height and the weight and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. that's how Right. That's how that was how I felt like being it was literally just a couple months ago being at the doctor um, and getting like my blood drawn and everything and just knowing because I can I feel in my body. I'm like, I know this is good. I know 
Like, I believe I'm good in all these places. I'm like, we'll see what they say. And then getting my results coming back. And it's just, it's, it's, an, it's just insane to me. The power in which in just that moment, it like completely, truly, I felt small. Right. But not like in like, oh, I feel so small, but like I felt like I need to hide. I need to shrink, even though I knew I wasn't going to do or follow the thoughts that came up. The thoughts came up almost immediately. Right. Of OK, it's fine. You can just restrict your meals. You'll be all right. We'll just drink water. We won't have any like anything else other than water. We'll stop coffee to make a little changes. You could probably sneak by with the way you live your life by like eating like a protein bar a day and nobody would really know. And you could just kind of tell people you don't feel good. Cause if you tell people you don't feel good, they don't really ask a lot of questions when you're not eating. And like, I could just hear all the stories that were just sort of like, you know, right. Like this yeah. <laughs> and, and being like present to like those voices and also being like, what do you want to eat? And allowing myself to have the experience, even with the presence of the voices. Yeah. I'm loving this conversation. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. I was just thinking, I wonder if this is exactly what she wanted us to discuss today. <laughs> I Honestly, I didn't have any plans. I don't usually plan what I want to talk about. Sometimes... Sometimes I'll be like, okay, I know what questions I want to bring up. Or like with you, I knew I wanted to bring up our last episode. Just because yeah. it, it really it really got me in the feels. I think it was last week I listened to it. And I was just like, oh, this is like, you know, when kind of like reading an old journal where you go through it and you're like, no, <laughs> you don't know what's about to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's what it was like. Yes. But then also knowing that I was about to grow so much, you know, and learn a lot of really good lessons from that and become yeah. calmer <laughs> afterwards. It's so good. Yeah. And it's, do you think for you is the calmness, like, would you say it's like outside in or inside out? The calmness? Mm -hmm. um, that's a good question. I want to say inside out. Like, I'm still working on myself. I mean, we always are. That's one of the, one of the biggest things that you've um, brought to my attention was that I used to think um, that you get to this place where you've been, you know, personally developed and then you just stay here forever. <laughs> and I think the first time you brought that up, it was like a, oh, yeah, no, no, that doesn't happen. You're always mm -hmm. growing and changing. Um, but where was I? I, I digressed myself. What was I saying before? I asked if it was inside out or outside in. Oh, yeah. Um, I do find myself um, lately, I'll be working because um, now I work from home and I try to work as hard here as I did at my other job because I'm doing it for me now and all the people that I'm helping along the way. Um, I'll find myself accidentally skipping a meal and I'll be like, okay, is this healthy? Should I set an alarm to eat? 
or just last week on Friday, I did not feel good at all. I woke up in the morning. I was like, I don't feel good today. I don't want to work. But then I had this uh, possible guilt come in. Like if I rested, like if I rest, I'm going to feel guilty because I need to be working. And so, you know, things like that have been popping up for me. Um, I like it. I think it's real. Yeah. Like, I mean, and I think the, when I say I like it, I just mean I like hearing it because I, I think for myself, there's uh, an expectation that that's going to go away. Right. Instead of like, oh, yeah. let me like just yesterday I was sitting with like, oh, okay, I, I, I'm being invited to slow down. Right. Yeah. Again. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, um, and I can hear the guilt and the voices and the, and feel the anxiety. Right. And so can I just, the, the place that I'm in right now is like, can I just, can I hold both? Can I recognize that there is part of me that, that is communicating this? Can I sit with that? Can I listen to that? Can I hear what it's mm -hmm. trying to say? And then can I also do the same thing for the parts of me that are like, this isn't okay. This isn't allowed. And get curious about what they might be worried about or afraid of or scared is going to happen. And yeah. then um, I heard somebody say recently, and I love this, it's something I've been affirming to myself, is um, I give myself the gift of, and so then for me, it was I give myself the gift of slowing down, even when there's work to do. Mm. Right? So I give myself the gift of whatever you desire. I give myself the gift of rest. Right? even though there are things for me to do for my business. Because then we can honor, right? I think for so many people, myself included, and I heard some of what you shared today in this, we believe it has to be either or, right? Yeah. Like it's like, no, you're only allowed to do that thing. If you're only allowed to have the cookie, if you've met all these standards, right? Mm -hmm. You're only allowed to do this thing if all this other stuff is in place, or if you promise you're going to do all these other things, something you can rest, but you better work on Saturday. Like if you don't feel good on Friday and you take that, right, you have to owe it, right? Like there has, I don't, is yeah. that relatable to you or is that just me? I bargain yeah. with myself. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's I used so to do that wild. with food too. Like you can yes. eat this thing now, but you better go to the gym tomorrow to work it off. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> So you would know, and then you're not even enjoying, at least I never did. I'm not enjoying the thing because there's like threat looming yeah. over it. It's like, you better rest, Katie. I know you don't feel good, but you better feel better tomorrow because you're going to have to work to make up for this, this, and this. And yeah. so something that I've just been playing with recently that's more inside of that both is, is what I just said, right? I give myself the gift of this, even though these other things are true and real and just yeah. noticing my response to that and best I can letting all of it be like, like be okay. Can I let it be okay that I don't like this? Can I let it be okay that this is hard? Can I let it be okay that I want chicken today? Can I let yeah. it be okay that I want a cupcake and um, moving from that, like from that place. And sometimes the answer to that question is no. 
for me anyway. I can't let it be okay. And then my question is, can I let it be okay that I can't let it be okay right mm -hmm. now? Yeah. And that just helps for me soften the places because perfectionism is harsh. It's harsh. Yeah. She's caring, mm -hmm. but she's nasty. And this offers um, opportunity for a little bit of spaciousness, a little bit of humanity, and a little bit more compassion. Uh, and for me, that's definitely the result of that has been more calmness because there is less tension internally. Yeah. I think it's huge too, like speaking to the listeners, just starting to be able to like we say a lot is notice without judging. Like I'm able to notice that I feel like shit and that I will feel guilty if I don't work. Just that in itself, like not even necessarily having to come up with a solution for it right away, but just being able to acknowledge this is how I feel. This is how I will feel if I do X, Y, Z. Boom. <laughs> yeah. I think and I wonder if this is true of your son. Um, I think most children don't actually want adults to solve their problems. They just want to be acknowledged, heard, given attention to. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm generalizing in a big way, but would you say that's like overall like experience with him or does he want you to like fix things? That is 100% true with him. And he, um, if you're around him long enough, you know that he wants to solve all of his own problems. Um, like, even if I'll offer to help him with something, he won't let me. And I don't know, I don't know if that's, well, I don't want to judge it, but like if that's going to be good in the future, because I was the same way for a long time, I couldn't ask for help because that would make it mean that I suck. You know, I don't, he's only six though. Like, I don't even know if he thinks that way yet. So, yeah, but he definitely, he likes to solve things on, on his own. Um, Sometimes ask for help, but most of the time he's like, I could do it. <laughs> so. I yeah. ask because I think for ourselves, we get into, we have to solve the problem. We have to fix it mm -hmm. versus just being with, oh, I notice this and I'm not going to, I'm not even going to try. I'm literally not even going to try to do anything with it. Like, I'm just going to let it be that I'm confused or yeah. I don't know, or I'm not sure what to say. Or I don't know what I want or whatever that is. Just letting it like, oh, I don't feel good. And interesting when I think about not working, these are the thoughts that come up. Huh. I, I, I really think there's so much power in just bringing attention and presence to something. Yeah. I think most of us just want to be acknowledged. And I think that was missing for, I know myself, 
and for many, many, many people. We were, a lot of people were just dismissed for not bad reasons. People are just busy trying to survive doing, you know, I, I don't know that any particular person is actually truly capable of meeting the, all of the emotional needs that, um, that we have when we're small children. Yeah. Um, and most of us, I certainly wasn't raised by parents who'd been in this personal development work and <laughs> were, you know, super evolved. They were doing the best that they could in, in the moment. Um, so taking responsibility for that in my own life and just speaking to acknowledging the truth without acting like it's wrong and that there's anything that has to be done about it. And I know for anybody that is listening that this is a potentially a, a struggle for like it, that, th that is not easy. That was not easy. The number of times, Katie, that I've been on like a coaching call with my coach, especially uh, a few years ago and earlier, I'm just like, okay, yeah. So like, what do I need to do then? So then do I like make this phone call? Do I send this email? Like, okay, I got it. Okay. So now what do I need to do? Right? Like, oh, okay. I feel this way. Right? Like, oh, okay. So then what do I need to do? And it's like, I would like touch the feeling and then want to bound out of it. Right. Like, yeah. okay, I was here. Boop. Now what do I need to do? And it was the invitation was just be with the feeling. Yeah. And that was not comfortable to learn how to, how to do. Cause I was so good at solving the problem and figuring it out. And so yeah. good at the doing yeah. So I love that you named that. It's, it's huge. It, it just yeah. bringing attention. Sometimes I think that's all, at least, you know, for me, there's all parts of me just wanted to be seen. This is hard. This hurts. I don't like it. I feel mm -hmm. sad. I feel guilty. I'm scared. Yeah. Yeah. I did that with a client just this morning. She was talking about creativity and, and she's an entrepreneur. Brilliant. I was just like, everything just feels hard right now I'm like yeah yeah that sucks so what do I do right <laughs> what do I do right yeah get that mm -hmm. yeah feel the hard yeah and know that you don't have to show up only when it's easy I remember talking to a friend of mine recently uh, and one of the things that came up was like, you can go to the gym sad, right? Like I, I, because of just my background and the perfectionism for sure, believe that like I had to, I had to feel a certain way before I would do something. Right. Yeah. So I had to feel good or I had to feel motivated or I had to feel driven or I had to feel pain. Right. Which is also, that's real for a lot of people, probably a bigger conversation than this podcast, because we can certainly keep ourselves in suffering so that we are yeah. motivated to make a change. <laughs> not to, not recommended for sustainability, um, but <laughs> from experience, um, but just, just recognizing, I mean, but you do you, right? You're a choice. Everybody's on right. their own journey, <laughs> um, but just recognizing that I, I didn't need the feeling to go away to be able to take the action. I could acknowledge the hard and take action. I could acknowledge the guilt and go lay down because I didn't feel good. I didn't need the guilt to go away 
I did at first, I believed that I did, but then the journey brought me to like, that's the both and can I acknowledge this and rest anyway? And maybe there's a compromise. Maybe instead of taking the whole day, maybe I start right with 30 minutes. Maybe I start with yeah. five minutes and just like, and I actually was using working out interestingly as an analogy with my client this morning, I was like, you know, sometimes I don't feel good. And I'm like, okay, we'll just walk to the mailbox. Let's just get up and walk to the mailbox. It's enough for me to feel the air on my skin, feel the sun on my face, breathe. Do I want to go to the end of the street? Okay. Go a little bit further versus being like, I'm a loser if I don't go on a five mile walk. Okay. Let me start small take a little honor the fact that I don't want to go on a walk today. Okay, cool. What about to the mailbox? Right. And seeing if there is sometimes we just need the pacing and other times it's like, actually, no, I need to crawl into bed and pull the covers up over my head because I'm tired and I don't feel good. And what I need today is rest. Yeah. And learning to trust that and then collecting evidence. This has been huge for me. When I do that, how do I feel on the other side? Because Mm -hmm. that's how we can begin to let ourselves know that we can trust our bodies. Oh, I ate salmon and I felt really good. I didn't have one of those headaches that I had before, right? We have to be conscious about collecting the evidence Mm -hmm. so that then the next time when you're like, man, I don't feel good and there's guilt, you can be like, yeah, but the last time we lay down and do you remember how productive we were afterwards because we actually felt better? But we have to collect evidence. And then I kind of imagine, I don't know if this is going to serve anybody else, but I almost imagine myself sort of putting my arm around like this, like inner part of me and really being like, hey, let's, so did you, you did so good right there. Did you see what happened when you listened? I like that. And look at that, right? Like we felt good. Do you see that? And, And really being conscious and intentional about making those connections because the older programming and beliefs are so deeply rooted that without that intentionality, we'll snap back over there. Not because there's anything wrong with us. We're just human. And that's how like the neural pathways in our brain Mm -hmm. work and our bodies remember. But if we can give ourselves a different experience, it gives us something to be able to anchor to and, and be able to center around as we keep moving forward in the practice of growth yeah for me too i think it's helped that um well i mean okay the sentence is gonna sound weird but i'm gonna say it my husband's homesick he literally has not enough blood in his body so he's home for three weeks to rest oh my god so he was he was home on friday when i was like i don't feel good but i have to work and he's kind of like the logic in our relationship. Yeah. So like, I'm married to one of those too. <laughs> yeah. So he'll be like, well, won't you be more productive if you take the rest and then, then work on whatever you need to work on? I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so it, it helps that he's here. Um, And then you mentioned sometimes you're like, let me just walk to the mailbox and then see how I feel. This morning, like that hit me hard because this morning I've been waking up with grief over Matthew Perry because he was Chandler Bing. (laughs) And so for some reason, the grief hits me right when I get up in the morning and that's when I do my crying. And I'm like, well, I do want to move my body 
but I don't feel good. Let me just get on my bike. I did two songs. I was good. You know, so. Yeah, I don't know why I said all that, but here I am. (laughs) I like it because for me, what, what it reminded me of is that we're in relationship with ourselves. And I think it's so easy for us to act like we're not. And I know I I did. Because we're, it doesn't mean it's a healthy relationship or not, but like we are in relationship with our own selves. And when I started to really look at how how am I showing up for myself, it was I was rigid. There was no flexibility. It was all or nothing. The expectations mm-hmm. were out of control completely unrealistic like almost now to the point where I will laugh about them like because it's like it's not even unreal like it's literally impossible I expected my headset just changed so let me know if it's okay um for you and you sound fine perfect but like like the expectations being so complete just literally impossible right like I'm literally holding myself to impossible standards. And so just Mm -hmm. to be able to be honest about that and then find a little bit of flexibility inside of, well, let me do a little bit and then check in. Does this feel good? Yeah, I want to do another one. Let me check in. Okay. I'm complete and let that be okay. Mm -hmm. Every other relationship in my life, besides the one I had with myself at this time, they all were dynamic. They weren't the same. I met my wife where she was. That's actually a a, a, a agreement that we came to years into our relationship was to meet each other where we were mm-hmm. in that moment, right? Like, and, and let it be that, you know, she's out swimming right now. She's not going to be the same person who comes back that she was before she left. Right. Yeah. And can I let all that be okay? And can I show up to her based on how she is in the moment, not in my ideal expectations of what I think that she's supposed to be or how I think she's supposed to perform and start to bring some of that into my own experience and recognize that the relationship that I have with myself is also dynamic and it's not the same every day. And my body and my spirit don't feel the same every day because sometimes they get news that for whatever reason is super elating to them or very like devastating. And sometimes they have bodies have surgery or kids get sick or, or, or we get sick or something is, is hurt. And it's like, I can be mad at myself because I can't do my normal workout routine or I can recognize my body needs something right now. What is that? And yeah. give to her meeting her where she is in the moment without the pressure of expectations of what I think she is supposed to be. And so seeing that relationship with myself as actually like a real relationship with myself, recognizing the places where I'd been abusive, where I'd been mean, where I'd been like downright nasty right? Where I caused harm, right? Like having that honest conversation of like, oh, oh, probably haven't been the best caretaker. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like in really like sitting with like the sobering truth of, of that. And then looking at like, okay, is that how I want to show up? And yeah, just something so small as like, 
I'm going to ride my bike just for these two songs and be done. That matters because mm-hmm. we are then showing ourselves like I can lead you and I can listen. And that's mm-hmm. different than I can beat you into the ground and try to abuse you into submission and then yeah. yell at you lost any weight yet and mm-hmm. you are tired yeah well I could speak to you all day Michelle seriously <laughs> I love talking to you but I do want to respect your time I think I it's love talking to you too 11 26 in California time oh it is and <laughs> yeah one twenty six here thank you it's yeah good. I do have one question for you that I ask everyone at the end of every episode. And I don't remember what you said last time. So let's see what comes out this time. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember what I said last time either. Is this my advice question? Is that the Yes. One? If you had one piece of advice that you could give to the world, what would it be? Um, I'll say what's present to me from our conversation. Um, is to do step into um, step into a relationship, step into a relationship with with yourself and nurture the the maybe instead of step in, I would say nurture the relationship that you have with yourself. Because um, if you, if we don't, if this place, this physical body that I believe we live in and reside in, if this is not a safe space to land, if this is not a safe space to be who we are, if this is not a safe space for us to feel how we feel, if this is not a safe space for us to show up inside of, we will not be safe in the world around us. We will not show up in the world around us. We will not feel loved truly in the world around us. We won't be able to relax in the world around us. Mm-hmm. And so that that healing, that relationship with yourself um, that's my, I would say, I wouldn't necessarily use the word advice, but I would say that's my invitation. Look there. Um, and that for anybody who like myself has been so used to looking outside, right. Of ourselves to be able to find our home, to be able to find the place that we belong. Um, it just lands so much more, Yeah, it just lands so much more <laughs> when when we have that generated internally. Um, so that would be my invitation to to explore that relationship within within yourself, with your own intuition, with your own voice, with your own body, um, so that you can actually feel the way that you want to feel in relationship with others. Beautiful, ladies and gentlemen. Michelle Moore signing off. Until next time. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs>